Question for you. Are Riverdale's Betty Cooper and Veronica frenemies or BFFs? We got the tea on CW Weekly. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Sorry, I'm frantically clearing up coasters. We have like four coasters and no drinks on our table. <laughs> For those of you listening to the podcast, we have coasters. What's up? Oh my God, man, I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> Let's go. I am back. Let's go. Uh, uh, uh. Anthony's dancing too. I feel it in the booth. Wow. Oh this, my God. I feel like I'm doing Shanti. Oh, my God, insanity. I yeah. love Shanti. I follow him on Instagram, and I look at his husband and their babies, and then I show my boyfriend, and he's like, I don't want to have babies yet. <laughs> at <sighs> least it's yet. It, yeah, at least it's yet. How, I'm good to be back. I'm happy you're I missed back. missed you. I can't talk already. So Lucretia like, was great last week. Don't get the, it wrong. Yeah, Lucretia was great. I'm glad Matt's back. Sitting in that chair. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Shannon doesn't like to leave. Welcome to CW Weekly, everybody, here on After Buzz TV. We are, we got some fun news this week. I'm Matt Marr. I'm one of your hosts for the show. You can find me at the Matt Marr, two T's, two R's, and at the Twitter and the Facebook and the Instagram and wherever you want to find me. And where, Erica Shannon, can we find you? You can only find me on Instagram. I mean, ooh, jeez. <laughs> I just messed up. You can only find me Hashtag on Twitter. Hashtag just kidding. <laughs> I'm having Just flashbacks kidding. to last week. You can only find me on Twitter at Miss Airy Baby. No Instagram, no pictures. I mean, I'm on Instagram. I just haven't done anything mm-hmm. in like two months, three months. So. It's a lot. It's like Snapchat. I tried, and it was like Apparently, women. It didn't work out. Issues with the new Snapchat. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. You always know. As friends. I feel like you're the person in that neighborhood that just sits and listens to all the neighborhood gossip and you get it. People watching is my thing. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. It's my thing. No shame. (laughs) All right. All right. We're going to put you in the room and we're going to find it out. So um, let's just jump right in. We have some trivia this week. Our trivia this week is all about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Rachel Bloom. Rachel Bloom is known for being a smart and sassy writer. But she's also a talented improviser. Which famous improv school did Rachel attend in New York and Los Angeles? Is it A, Groundlings, or The Groundlings, B, Second City, C, Gary's Yes and Emporium, or D, The Upright Citizens Brigade, also known as UCB? UCB. So chew on that, sugars, and we'll get to that at the end of the show, but... We're going to look at our Twitter, and we're going to look at our ship poll. That ship's coming in right quick. So, this week... There it is. We took it, it back. Is. Let it sit in. And had it be all about Buffy. All about Buffy. And her loves. I was very excited about this So, our more. options were Buffy and Spike, Buffy Love and them. Angel. Love them. Buffy and Riley. Oh, Riley was so hot. Buffy and Parker. Oh, terrible. And right now... If anybody put Buffy and Parker, I'm going to hit them. Actually, Buffy and Parker has 0%. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, everyone. Right now, Buffy and Spike are leading with 49%, but... Our audience are bad bad people. Buffy and Angel are not far behind with 45%. Oh, no. Any for Buffy and Riley? 5%. Hey! Was that your vote? No, I haven't voted yet, but I would... I'm torn on all these. Like, Buffy and Angel, I get a little bored... But I get it. They're like Romeo and Juliet. But it's like good, good. And Buffy and Spike are good, bad, awesome. But like, they're trying to rape her. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, really? Yeah. Like, I gotta go back. It's and- this is has, this is before me too. Um, and then, but Buffy and Riley, he was just Riley was just so was wholesome. He human? Was he mortal? Yeah, and he was just so hot. And so I just, but yeah. Oh, anyway. no love for Parker though. 
Oh, Parker was... Nobody cares about Parker. Parker. No, that was, but that was still a fun one to put. All right. So um, there you go. So go find our, our Twitter. It's at AfterBuzz TV, right? Mm-hmm. So AfterBuzz TV, go onto the Twitter and uh, put in your vote for the poll. And we're going to announce that at the end of this show. Yeah. All right. We're gonna, we have so much casting news this week. I mean, it's kind of most of the show. And by that, <laughs> Matt is joking. Because we do have casting news, but it's only about Arrow. And this That's kind true. of bounces off from what we reported about Nissa's return, Katrina Law's character. Mm-hmm. And Kira Zagorski has been cast on Arrow as Athena. Mm. And she's her character is described as a former member of the League of Assassins. And her goal is to make sure everyone remembers the legacy of Malcolm Merlin. Now, appearance-wise, she has like a scar. So be on the lookout oh. for a very big scar. I think it's on her face. Ooh. And and it's interesting that we announced that Nissa's coming back for this than, than, Thanatos. I can't remember how to say than, it. Th- oh. A villain. Like, <clears throat> oh. to warn for this new villain. It's confusing, because Thanos is Marvel. Right. Yeah. That's how I always get tripped up. And there's Me an too. extra T in there somewhere. And so it's interesting that Nissa's going to come back, mm. and then this Athena's going to come. And it seems like it's going to be, like, I don't know if she's going to be a goodie or a baddie. We don't know yet. And mm-hmm. I don't know when her first appearance is going to be. So we don't have a lot of information. No. We just have a little. I can tell you her character name, but that's about it. Do you have a badass scar from something cool? Not anywhere you can see. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> wow. Just kidding, I don't. I have one on my leg, but it's from a lesbian garden wedding. That's not tough. It could be. You gotta you gotta amp up. I was the cleaning story. up the wine bottles. I know I should say that You got into a fight. Yeah. Wine bottles were smashed. Yeah, she, you got scarred. Yeah. That's I should a lesbian bar fight. That's what I'm gonna say from now on. There you go. At a place called Mullets. Okay. It's all about the punch up. It's all about the punch up. All right. Okay. So that's it for our cast news. Really, we look. If you're in the chat and you have some cast news, share it. If you've heard, uh, because you would think if there's why I think there's not a lot now. Now, just to give people a little bit of what's going on, it's still we just are kind of finishing up. buying all the new pilots for the season and, mm-hmm. and still pilots getting assigned to networks. So right now they're beginning the process of casting like the big roles and right. then it kind of will trickle down and by a by mid-March usually things will all be set. So that's what's going on. That's a little bit inside info. Um, okay. Let's talk about... Look at that picture. I picked it. Oh, thank you, Ivan, in the chat. Thanatos. Ivan. Ivan, Ivan you're always there for us. You're always there for us. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ivan. Let's talk about our hottie of the week. Look at that hottie of the week. I know. You know, I love someone who's pretty, who's buff, and also makes silly faces. (laughs) I just love that. I love that. Am I doing this or are you? I forgot. I'll talk about it. Go for it. It's Vincent Rodriguez, everybody. If you're not, if you're listening to the podcast and you're wondering, like, who are they talking about? I don't know. Vincent Rodriguez, who plays AKA Josh from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. So, um, I follow him on Instagram. Okay. And what have you seen? He's a very fit man. Very fit. Very handsome. Has great hair. But he's into like, I don't remember if it's like MMA or like box. So, there's all these videos of him doing like, like freaking kick-ass karate, whatever. I'm sounding so like not. MMA. Yeah. But like he can jump in the air. He'll pull, there's like a, uh, a uh, you know what, Rocky hits. Uh, punching bag? Punching bag, or thank a, you. Or yeah. a speed bag. A bean bag, yeah. What a speed, I call it a bean bag. The little thing that hangs <laughs> yeah. Yeah. is yeah, a the, speed bag. Oh, yeah. okay. See, I sat on a bean bag playing Nintendo, so that's all I know as a kid. So 
he'll like jump up in the air and twirl around and kick the speed bag with his leg. That's that's skill. I can't do that. You could if you tried. You just got to start doing it. I got to do ab work for that. I, I got to do more Shanti. I was gonna say. I wonder would he ever try the salmon ladder? Oh, I thought that you were. Oliver does. You were gonna say. I wonder if he ever. And I thought you were gonna say date me. <laughs> like, me? But, you know me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Um, I love my boyfriend. I wouldn't. But um, never. Oh, but he should do that. We should have like they should do. I know. Didn't Oliver? Didn't uh, Stephen Amell do American Ninja Warrior? He did the Red he Nose did. Day. Mm-hmm. They need to do like a just. CW, like, American like, Ninja Warriors. What did they used to have? And I think they brought it back over the summer. Battle of Network Stars or yes. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should but have just it for like, just the CW. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, Wild Dog, he is ripped. Mm-hmm. I mean. He was our hottie last week. You missed him last <sighs> week. Damn it. Yeah. Did you pick him or Lucretia? I picked him. Good course. for you. I'm proud for you. Yes. Uh, well, next week we'll pick a lady because we want to. Lady, we want to be we want to be good for everyone and for Anthony, so it doesn't get bored. All right, so uh, Vincent Rodriguez, we love you, crazy ex girlfriend. Watch that show. Ooh, fun fact: Jazz in the chat said he's married to a man, so he is gay and taken. Vincent Rodriguez is apparently that's what Jazz is saying. Jazz, a whole new world. I can't sing that; we don't have the rights to it. Faithful, but faithful, <laughs> faithful. I know, and actually, it's my boyfriend and I's three year anniversary tomorrow. Oh. Oh, happy anniversary. I know. In I never advance. thought. I'm teasing. I love him. I would never. I don't care if he's Jude Law or or Shamar Moore. I ain't touching you. Ooh, I love my man Shamar. Mm. I know. But, but that's what my boyfriend looks like. So why would I date Shamar Moore? My boyfriend's a real pretty. I need a picture. Okay. 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 We got to we, we keep we got, going. Eric and I went into a place. So <laughs> we're going to get in some gossip and news before Anthony gets uncomfortable and we get in trouble. Okay, everybody. <laughs> so this. Bear with me if you're not a comic book nerd because we've got some some uh, Flash is is basically setting the comic book world a Twitter with what's going on and that something I always love about the Flash and as somebody who does read the comics not all of them but some of them is that there's always these great nods and kind of mm-hmm. Easter eggs to people that do read the comic books. Well, so in uh, this is two articles. One is from where is it from? One is from uh, CBR.com and the other one is from I'm going to talk about them both from Inverse.com because they're both kind of talking about the same thing but about different subjects. Basically, if you remember in the mid series uh, finale of Flash, did you watch it yet? Mm-hmm. So if you haven't watched it yet, just turn off your TV or Turn down the radio for um, two minutes. But basically, uh, whenever the Flash is, who was he fighting? He was fighting um, like uh, the like the, the nuclear bomb nuclear guy. yeah. And so they had the way that he kind of defeated him is right before he was going to explode. Uh, Cisco vibed and uh, and Flash had vibed him somewhere, and Cisco said, "Earth fifteen, it's a dead Earth." And so he vibed him to dead Earth. Harry said that. Harry, because Harry knows. Oh all yeah, the Harry. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Harry. So that. Harry vibed him to dead Earth. So what we don't know about. So in the comic books, there's a lot more. They do it's quite a bit in the show, but there's so much explored about all these Earths. And there's also different stories because before Infinite Crisis, on there's just like there's the stories that they had 20 years ago, and then how they kind of fixed everything and changed it in the canon now. So anyway, I'm not going to go into all that. That's a wormhole. But. So, I know. It's, it's, I'm already confused, and I kind of know what it's talking about. So, anyway, basically, they send this guy to, to R15. That's where he blows up, saves our Earth. Everybody's good. 
But, so because that earth is a graveyard. But before, according to CBR.com, before Earth 15 was a graveyard, it was home to a Green Lantern villain known as Valfoon, the first lantern. And in the year, like, 3079, he was learning that his world was going to be destined to destroy, so he created this, like, travel lantern, and he went back in time to, like, Earth Zero, but, like, 10 billion years in the past. You don't need read the comics. I'm not going to go into the whole story. But the whole thing is, is that... And these are a little bit of – these stories kind of contradict each other. But the whole thing is that this was such a big part of the Green Lantern comics. And basically, Valthum finds out that he is the one that's going to destroy his own Earth. However, there's a contradictory story because – so that's what that's, – that's what we're talking about. Green Lantern – are Green Lanterns coming to Flash? Because we've already seen two. They've – they what was it? I made a little note. They oh yeah, they talked about the Ferris Air ads, which is uh, that's a green light. I mean, he joins Ferris Air, and then there's also um, uh, they see like a, a fleeting camo, a bomber jacket with a guy who's wearing the name Jordan on it. We've seen that in the mm-hmm. Flash. So we've had all these little Easter eggs, and then also now regarding Superman. So before I believe it, yeah, before Crisis on Infinite Earths, there was. All these, like, Supermans, and there were Superman Prime. And basically, when Superman died, it created, after, when he came back, they created all these Supermans. And so it just kind of confused everything. So basically, there was one Superman who's basically like an Earth destroyer, and he was just trying to destroy all the other Supermans and destroy other Earths. And so in that story, he created Earth-15 as a dead Earth. So I'm a little confused because I'm like, is it Valfoom? Is it... I can't say that without sounding real gay and Southern. Volfoom or Superboy or Superman, Bad Superman. So the point is, is people are freaking out and wondering, is there going to be Green Lanterns? Is there going to be a Bad Superman? My advice, no. Probably not. I so agree. we talked about that for three minutes. That's not even going to be on the show, but I don't know. I enjoyed it. Maybe I mean, they did in the chat. It's it kind of nerdy. I like it. It could be really interesting if they bring Taylor Tyler Hotchlin. I think that's how you say his last name. Um, oh, from, who's Superman? Who's Superman on Supergirl, and they make him evil. That would be great. That would be fun. That would be great. Or what we talked about in one of our first episodes, I think Tom Welling wanted to come back and be Superman. Oh, man. And he could come as evil Superman from a different They should have done that. That would have been amazing. It can still happen. It's not, it's not yeah, over. It's still, it could still because he is daddy now, <laughs> Tom Welling. <sighs> he is daddy. How about that? All right. So let's talk about some vampires, everybody. So, another vampire show that might sound a little familiar is called Moonlight. and it, Not the movie. It actually aired on CBS from 2007 to 2008. Oh, it was a 16-episode season. It's a CBS and that's, show. that's going to be coming over to CW Seed. I believe it's already there, actually, because I watched the first episode. Duh. It is oh, already it there. It is already My there. My God. Okay. So, a little about the show. Alex O'Loughlin, who you might recognize from Hawaii Five-0, mm-hmm. he plays a vampire named Mick who has been turned for 50 years, and Jason Doring, which, if you know from Veronica Mars, he played oh, Logan, yeah. but he was also on the originals, yes. another vampire show. He's so cute, but he's a Scientologist, so I worry. He's what? I heard he was a Scientologist. Oh, no. Maybe I can't say that. I mean, it is the gossip section, so. Oh, well. Don't. He's still real sweet. I hear he's real nice. Don't spread it around. Yeah, okay. Um, and so... Jason Doring plays his friend slash mentor named Joseph, mm-hmm. but Alex O'Loughlin's character Mick is a private eye in Los Angeles. So most of the oh. cases, while most of the cases that he deals with have to do with supernatural, mm-hmm. it's also he helps mortals fight 
things in a supernatural. Like he uses his. So it's abilities. like a vampire procedural, right? But what it's interesting to me when I heard and I watched the, a little bit of the first episode, like a lot of the powers and stuff that Mick has is familiar because of the Vampire Diaries. Mm. And this came out a year before the Vampire Diaries, so Uh-oh. I don't know. You think if, they stole it? I don't know if there was some influence there. Like, because if you look at Mick, he can... I mean, he dresses down more than Damon does, but he kind of has that Damon Salvatore, Ian Salma Halder I mean, look about you, him. That's kind of a vampire look, though, too. I like, mean, when I, you think of a vampire... Like, no one's going to cast me... Are you as a vampire? But that's We're just that was like, the beauty. Hey. That was the beauty of Vampire Diaries. That was the beauty of the originals. Is that, I mean, yes, you're right. They do have a certain look, but they can also look like you. They can look like me. That's true. They can look pretty regular. So, I don't know. They did, I, that, they did that. Some in Being Human. Did you ever watch that show? That was a great no. show. Sorry. I think Sam. Worthington it was on. Was on that. Sam Witwer. And Sam Worthington. Yeah, Sam Worthington. Sam Witwer is so hot. Who was also on Veronica Mars. And he was Mimi Siku in Jungle yeah, and Jungle. Sam Witwer does a lot of the Star Wars cartoon. Anyway, sorry. We went down a road. Oh, somebody knows Moonlight. Ivan. Ivan. Ivan knows everything. Knows Moonlight. Ivan, so, yeah. moved to Los Angeles. Take the training to become an AfterBuzz host. Come on. So, yeah, it's on, it's on CWC now for you to watch it. It is. But then, romantically, because there's always a, a romantic element to it, Mick is torn between romantic feelings for a person he feels he's bound to protect mm. from something that happened years mm. ago, and somebody who looks like his ex-wife. How many episodes are there? 16. Okay. Yeah. And they're about an hour long, so All you right. can knock them out in a weekend. Okay, yeah. It's a good little binge. Good little binge. So if you're missing your vampire fix... Head on over to CWC. Yeah, because it looks like witches are going to be back the in next vogue. Thing. And we're going to talk about that later. 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 Uh, we are going to talk about Black Lightning. I'm, I'm not caught up on Black Lightning, are you? I just I got, am. I, I watched... just got caught up on all CW, but I've been saving Black Lightning to binge this weekend. Yeah, I watched yesterday. Mm-hmm. Good? Still liking it? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Well, it's getting good. Oh, Somebody who is liking it too is Marvin Jones the third, who plays Tobias Well on Black Lightning, and um, as he says, he hopes that his evil, according to Us Weekly, his evil will contribute to more good. Basically, so what Tobias says, or I'm sorry, his real name is Marvin. What Marvin says about what he loves about the show is that he likes that. He feels like a show like Black Lightning is quote is definitely needed. He likes that they're talking about social injustices and racism and Mm -hmm. issues literally right out of the gate, the first episode. And he said, I know I'm the bad guy, but I enjoy creating this necessity for something good. Um, And another topic, too, uh, which he uh, it's called as albinism, which I didn't even know this was a thing. Have you ever heard of albinism? Mm -hmm. It is. It is. So basically, is it the skin? Yeah, it's like a genetic condition. Not a condition, but it's where... Oh, like albino. Yeah, it's where the melanin doesn't come through your skin. So that's going to be talked about. If you haven't watched, maybe they haven't already. But it says that he feels like uh, they're going to talk about that. um, And... With a, and they're going to talk about that with his character. And he said, it's a huge responsibility to display this, the limitless possibilities that someone with a genetic disposition or any difference can use to their advantage. This is my opportunity to discredit any stereotypes of someone that has a difference and show true ability and skill. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I love it when shows take um, take in, you know something that someone has and they, instead of like trying to, 
give a stupid reason why it's there or try to make it something it's not or just downplay it. They just like say, hey, let's talk about this and live with it. Mm-hmm. I love that. And part of it is Tobias Wells' character. Like he, he has albinism as well. And it gives and – I, and I appreciate the fact that Black Lightning in their casting, they actually found somebody and that has like this condition and, and white, not yeah. – Yeah, because that, that could open up the door to a whole myriad of problems. Yeah, it's kind of like a reverse. And yeah. because while it's not very common, there are people out – and more so they're in fashion, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, there's a one famous – because someone like there's a really famous model a guy because someone called I'm not saying this someone called him like a cow and like it was a big because obviously that's racist mm-hmm. but because his skin is spotted like mm-hmm. that beautiful um, and he's one of the top I don't know fashion my boyfriend right now but he's one of the top male models in the world yeah so it's good that they're opening the door in more entertainment fields yes for people yeah. with albinism or even people with any kind of condition and that's yeah. what Marvin was saying. I think there's a I've, I've, I've kind of said a lot like I always feel like there's still a different level of diversity that's still out there mm-hmm. that we just you know we don't like think about on a show when you've seen someone who is uh, I think the correct term forgive me if I'm wrong everybody you can correct me in the chat and I'll happily change it, like a little person the only time you see a little person is if they're playing an elf or if they're specifically like someone on Game of Thrones mm-hmm. you know um, I you know like why does that why can't you just have somebody who's like a brother on a sitcom and they just happen to be a short person right. or somebody who happens to be in a wheelchair or something like that so I think this I hope I would like to see a, another level of diversity like that I think that would be cool yeah and I think sorry soapbox I think if you continue to give people and Lucretia and I talked about this a little bit last week about you know we we're hearing about all these reboots and these revivals and stuff like that if you give people the opportunity to create new and interesting stories you're going to have that diversity because people that have that look different that sound different mm-hmm. they're going to write those stories because they want those stories to be told well and if those people I mean I think I have to give huge credit to Greg Berlanti I think it's very obvious that a gay man has created a lot of this and not only he's talked about this not only like with gay things he diversity just period is important to him because mm-hmm. he knows what it's like to be discriminated against right so and hopefully with now much more women NBC has started a diversity program where they're they're like pairing new women directors or theater director or TV and they're pairing them with more established directors and they're like co-directing shows together and helping them get work. Like it's awesome. It's awesome. Sorry, we can go on a safe box. I'm turning my phone over. It's blowing up. I don't know what's happening. Speaking of female empowerment, let's talk about some Riverdale. So if you had noticed for the past few episodes, Show Blossom has kind of fallen to the background. Girl has. Girl has. But, I know I watch that show. But according to showrunner Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, she'll be back. And we saw that the we beginning saw a little of bit, that yeah. in last night's episode. Mm-hmm. So at a press conference Q&A, in response to 2FAB, he acknowledged that Cheryl's been pushed to the back, saying that partly because the storyline shifted from the Jason Blossom murder, which was more surrounding Cheryl, mm-hmm. to the Black Hood, you know, that that's why... She kind of fell mm-hmm. to the I'm background. Glad. I hope that's right. done. Gosh! But he did say, starting from last ep- last night's episode, mm-hmm. that she's going to be gangbusters through the end of the season in a really great way. She's pushed to places she hasn't been before. Mm. So that's I don't know. I don't know if that has to do with her mom. I don't know. Well, if- I think I I don't know if I read it in there, but I read somewhere else too that uh, 
that because uh, we talked about this a lot because I do a Riverdale podcast um, and we talked about this a lot last night when we recorded that uh, we're we're un- we're confused like there was kind of this Josie like fascination and then it like went away we're like wait you seemed obsessed with Josie what's happening and apparently we're going to find out about that yeah he said we're absolutely oh, going to address the crush or obsession or however you want to describe it for Josie absolutely directly. I don't know. He didn't. He didn't give any specifics about when exactly that's mm-hmm. going to happen. But he said it's going to be addressed. They're giving Josie something better to do finally, because she was totally not used in season one. I mean, are they? It's Other than a the little musical, bit. it's getting better. It's coming. It's still. I mean, we're seeing more of her mom than we're seeing of her at this I point. Know. She's just standing or sitting next to her mom. Who? Yeah, which I'd rather see her. Right. Yeah. It, I mean. While it's a show about the adults, yes, it is also a show about the kids. Well, I have opinions on that, and I don't want to take the... But you can listen to my other Riverdale podcast at <laughs> mattmar.tv if you want to learn about that, our TBT time, with me and the two queens. Okay, so speaking of Riverdale, we have some news about Camilla uh, Mendez and Lily Reinhardt. Reinhardt? Reinhardt, yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, as I teased in the beginning... They are not frenemies. They are BFFs. They, um, I mean, they're up in Vancouver like she with nobody else. So yeah. I'm glad they get along. But they're also, I didn't know this, but they're new. They're the new faces. Both of them at Bongo Jeans. I mean, they're on magazine covers and stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they're always on each other's Instagram. But now they actually teamed up with J.C. Penny, and they're doing this cool 2018 prom campaign. Mm-hmm. So basically, <clears throat> what it's about is that they're helping uh, girls that normally wouldn't be able to even afford a prom dress just. They're basically giving them a prom dress, and Lily and Camille were, Camilla were, like, helping them choose dresses and helping them pick out stuff. And just, you know, I, what I love about stuff like this, I know some people think, well, we need to feed the hungry. We need it. We do. We need all those type of charities. But these are other things that, like, we don't think about affect, affect that so much in high school, the things that we, that we're not able to be included that we get excluded from because of our socioeconomic reasons or race, whatever, mm-hmm. that really can affect you for the rest of your life. And so I love that, you know, these little details in life, they make a difference. And I just so, I love that they, they're doing that. If you want to go to, I'm not going to read you the whole thing, but they'll also talk about tons of beauty tips and stuff like that. There's an article on hellogiggles.com. Calm, and you can read all about that. Now, I did want to say one thing that stuck out to me in Camilla's responding to why it was important for them to be involved in this campaign. Mm -hmm. She was saying how, while yes, they are probably inspirations to those teens that they were able to help, she was saying in just talking to them and getting to know them that they were inspiring to her too. Mm. So it was very, it was, she she appreciated what they were able to do by just mm. going and helping with the photo shoot, helping with styling and stuff like that. Hey. It was very nice. When you give back, you get more. I'm telling you, you don't even know what's going to happen. Sorry, I just, I just lectured everybody <laughs> on volunteering, but you should. No, I'm kidding. So... <laughs> I don't. Sorry, you really wanted me to be back. All right. Yeah. So speaking of coming back, what shows are coming back next week to the CW? I think Miss Erica Shannon's been listening in her corners, and she has the tea. I have, and I do. So Cancel Bear, which is part of TV by the Numbers, they have this ongoing tracker where they dis- they have the likelihood of renewals or cancellations for the various shows. And so for the CW, they rank the shows. Well, for all their shows, they rank them based. Between DSW, which means dead show walking, or meaning it's not officially canceled, but it's still on air, mm-hmm. and then up to five bears, which means it's a sure bet. Yeah. It's crazy. So sign. the interesting part about it is the only show that has less than three bears 
on their chart is Valor. Yeah. And so they're saying it's most likely going to be canceled when mm. they announce in May. Um, which, Sorry. I mean, ratings-wise, it's, it's not... It's not been doing well. It's not that surprising news. But another show that has lower ratings, but it doesn't seem to matter, is Dynasty, which is great for our friend Sam. Sam. Friend of the show. Love Sam. Um, they're saying we that... We had lunch with him yesterday. We didn't. I was going to say... We didn't. He didn't call us. You went without me? That's so mean. No, I wouldn't do that. No. So the interesting part is because the existing deal that Netflix has with the CW and because they can sell the show overseas, yeah. they're saying the CBS is less likely to cancel well, Dynasty. I think I forgot. I didn't know this. CBS actually owns CW. Mm-hmm. So, which I guess, I thought CW was still part of Warner Brothers. I think it is. So that means Warner Brothers is part of C. I'm confused. I'm confused. But is well, Warner Brothers I think CBS, that? the studio, is uh, responsible for okay. most of the shows. Okay. Yeah, because I, oh, I do remember, yeah, because that's why whenever they canceled Supergirl, I was like, oh, I hope Supergirl go, comes to the CW. Mm-hmm. Best thing to happen to that show. And you got your wish. Best thing to happen to that show. But yeah, they're saying if it's making money for the parent company, there's a good chance it remains on the air. So that's great news for everybody over at Dynasty. I still think Dynasty is going to be, I, I think it'll, I, I think it'll be um, a binge thing. I think oh, a Netflix thing again that kids will love. Mm-hmm. Don't you? Yeah, because it'll be up. I think the deal is it appears like within a week of the season finale. Yeah. So, and some people probably in this binge culture, they're waiting for the season to be over so they yeah. can just sit down and click next and click next. Yeah. Or even with Netflix, it just plays by itself. And then mm-hmm. it has to ask you if you're still watching because it feels sorry for you. But that's okay. <laughs> because yes, I am still watching Netflix. You already know this. I wish I could just blink and it, it would go to the next episode. I'm going down. So it doesn't know you're I'm dead. I'm going down a, a <laughs> hole. Please save me, Matt. So, please. I'm going to take you out. Help me. Well, you need to get out of the house, girl. Help me. Oh, now you're judging me? You know what? I'm about to leave. I'm about to walk off. Okay. Woo. All right, Cancel Bear. Thank you for that. I thought uh, you were my friend. I am your friend. I am your friend. No, I'll sit there on the couch with you. I'll Yay. knit. Okay. That's how it knows I, but I'm still moving because I'm knitting. I'm not a good knitter, but I like to do it. Okay, so we are talking, we're talking about diversity a lot this episode. Mm-hmm. I like it. So Jamie, I'm going to mess up his last name. Camille? Camel? Camel? Camille? I think. Camille? Camille. Jamie anyway, from Jane the Virgin. Yes, Jamie. There you go. Jamie from Jane the Virgin. Uh, I don't know who he plays on I that show. Rogelio, but... I think I believe. Okay. Again, not sure of the pronunciation. Oh, yeah. He does play Rogelio de la Vega, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is um, a Mexican-born actor. And he, so he's ta- he was talking in an interview with Slate Magazine that was released on Friday about Latino representation in television. He's not happy about it, folks. He's not happy. Um, he said he was definitely talking about the Screen Actor Guild Awards or the SAG Awards, um, how much they overlook Latino actors and actresses. And he said... I've, Pardon me. He says, quote, I think this minority, quote, unquote, is the economic engine of this country, basically. It's ridiculous right now. Gina Rodriguez and everybody at the show were outraged about the fact that SAG-AFTRA and other award shows didn't nominate one single Latino in their shows. It is not that other award shows didn't get nominated. Uh, yeah, sorry. It's not that we want to get an award for free, like, oh, the poor Latinas, throw them a little bone. Throw them a little award just for them not to feel ignored. He said, no, no, no. 
F you, it's not about that. Uh, he pointed out that um, Rodriguez won a Golden Globe for her role on Jane the Virgin in 2015, but was not a no- nominated for any other award shows. And then he also says, do you think that Gina should not be nominated for a SAG after award or for a Critics' Choice Award or whatever? He said, it's ridiculous. I mean, Modern Family, again, for the 12th year, same nominations, really. Can't we move on? Can't we look at other amazing shows that are being created, like One Day at a Time, which I heard is amazing, mm-hmm. with Justina Mochado? So I'm not going to read the whole entire article. I just read half of it because he was not mincing words. Um, but, and yeah. Thank you to everybody in the chat that's helping us pronounce Jaime or he- I still can't tell. Jaime. Jaime. Thank Jaime. you. Thank you, Anthony. Um, Rogelio. Rogelio? Yeah. Rogelio. Okay. Woo! Boy. We try. Hashtag. We're just... Real white. Sorry. But I did like the fact that he pointed out Modern Family, because there are a lot of shows that win or nominated for awards year after year after year. And it's the same shows over and over and over. Like, I remember there was some grumblings about Veep being mm-hmm. nominated year after year after mm-hmm. year. It It's imperative that we show the diversity because it can't be that the only good actor and actors and actresses are from these specific shows. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's you have to watch everything and have a taste of everything mm-hmm. so you know what's out there. So when it comes time for nominations, you're able to say, yeah, that person, they're normally nominated, but I actually like this performance better. Mm-hmm. I think that's all he's saying is just look at us. And, and, and it's yeah. the same thing that Jada Pinkett Smith was saying, you know, when the Oscars. Oscars, you know, the hashtag Oscar so white, like this is something that continues to come up. Mm-hmm. But as we're seeing, if you make noise about it, it's going to start to change. So I, I commend him for speaking up. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, and yes... Uh, Wander Family has its own type of diversity and like, yeah, it, you know, because it's it, it's just, I think, good for everyone as far as the business aspect. I mean, should, should Julia Louise-Dreyfus not be nominated every year? It's kind of, she's kind of fantastically, incredibly, incredible on mm-hmm. that show. And so... I think she deserves a nomination, but then, but there's also this point of, you know, like I remember when Moonlight won the Oscar, a lot of people were like, oh, Moonlight, what's that movie about? And mm-hmm. they didn't know about it at all until it won the Oscar. Right. And that's a movie about, you know, if you haven't seen Moonlight, you should see it, but it's, it's about African Americans and also gay African Americans. It's like so much diversity in there, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. So, I, anyway, I, I just, I'm, I'm right there with him. I think that, you know, it's like a, you know, I have a friend who's an Asian-American actor, and he talks about how, like, as, like, a male Asian-American actor, unless he plays, like, a, like a kind of, like, effeminate wimp, like, from the guy from The Hangover, yeah. he doesn't get cast in anything. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that there is, um, you know, there's that movie coming out. It's called Rich Asian. I don't know. It's something like, oh, I can't remember the name. I was, I have entertainment with it. The girl who's on... Um, Fresh off the boat, the mom is in it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm hope they're talking about how they kind of hope this next level of diversity is to include a little bit more of of Asian actors, just because there's not a lot of that really at all, right? Especially from a male perspective. So anyway, it's just good to have we have this conversation. Speaking of, and, no, I was going to say, and 
because I'm being reminded in the chat, not even going diverse in terms of only race, but in yeah. terms of genre too, because a lot of times superhero shows or sci-fi shows, fantasy Don't shows. get me started on Wonder Woman. No, no, no. Don't I'm get me started <laughs> on Wonder Woman. Don't get me started on Wonder Woman started. and the freaking Oscars. I'm not going to get you started. Because I'm, I'm angry saying, about like, it still. The diversity, there, there are so many more arenas that they need to acknowledge is basically yeah. what I'm saying. Like, Tatiana Mislani from Orphan Black should have been nominated almost every, every freaking and year. I she played, did, I like, did that after show here. seven different characters. She won one year. At one time. The, the last year, Second I to believe. the last two season of the show. We but were angry she about played, it, And they were so individual. Again, don't want to go too far into no, it. But, but it's like, like, the diversity, no, but it's there's like, so many more places that they can go with it. I've seen Gary Oldman in that movie that's nominated. Actually, with Lucretia. She invited me. I went to a Lucretia from last week. Lucretia Line, who's after Buzz host. Gary Oldman in that movie about Winston Church. Yes, Gary Oldman is great. But honestly, he is not Hugh Jackman in Logan. That's like a that was an incredible, amazing performance. And yeah. <sighs> oh, Jazz in the chat is saying Constance Wu will be in Crazy Rich Agent. Thank you. Constance Wu's Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm super excited about that film. And I Thank hope, you to yeah. everybody in the chat. Thank you. I love our chat. I love our third host, as Ali Kona would say on the <laughs> Arrow show. So so yeah, we're talking about what's what? Oh, oh, we're going yeah. back to the reboot talk. I mean, y'all know Erica's going to talk about Charmed. I am because as as much news comes in, I'm going to report on it. So now we actually have character breakdowns. We were all Lucretia and I last week were wondering like who the mm-hmm. who the main characters are going to be. Well, we finally figured I didn't out. Didn't read this because I wanted to hear it like everybody else. The unofficial names, so they could be changed, are Macy, Mel, and Madison. And were those so, the names before? No. It oh. was Prue, Fi- Phoebe, Piper, Page. So it was Peas. Mm, that's 90s. And they were Hollowells. Okay. Macy is described as a witty, intense science nerd. She's in her late 20s with a PhD in quantum physics. She believes she is the sister of Mel and Madison, and her power is telekinesis, which, just off rip, I have a problem with. She's the <laughs> oldest of the three of them, and yet she's like the Page. She's like... Uh, maybe she was given up for adoption. I don't know. It's very strange. Already from the beginning. Do you think, speaking of diversity, do you think they're doing that so that way they can have, like, mixed race sisters or something like that to, like, bring in diversity? But she says, it says she believes she's the sister. I'm thinking she's saying she's the whole sister or maybe half sister. If they're going the whole page route, then she's, like, the half sister. But it just doesn't make sense to me how she thinks she's the sister of these people I don't know if she's ever. It doesn't seem like she's met them before. She's moving. Well, sometimes into town. doing character breakdowns, so they'll put more like what's going to be revealed and like. But maybe that's how, I don't know. Maybe that's how the show ends. I don't know. But the actual Pruitt—that's their last name. The Pruitt sisters. There's Mel, who's in her mid twenties. She's a strong-willed feminist. She feels deeply in a. She feels deeply, and she's a, a bit controlling. And after a tragic accident, she becomes angry. Defiantly unkempt, even violent, and her power is time freezing. So you have Macy, whose power is telekinesis, which kind of matches Prue, who's the oldest sister, and Paige, who's the half-sister. They had the ability to move things with their mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Madison, she's in her late teens. She's an athletic college student and the the complete opposite of Mel. Like, she's pledging a sorority. She has a strong desire to fit in. And her power is hearing people's thoughts. So that, again, matches the original Charmed, where the youngest sister... Phoebe was an empath. Mm. This youngest sister can hear people's thoughts. But then they're also casting for love interests. You have Galvin, sorry, Macy's documentary filmmaker boyfriend. Mm -hmm. 
Then you have Brian, who is Madison's ex-boyfriend, and he's described as a sensitive loner. And then, some interesting news, you have Sue Jin, who is a woman. Uh Uh-oh. She is Mel's girlfriend. So they're adding a whole, they're adding another layer to the character. You know what? I just want to say, there's so much positive, there is a lot of positive casting right now, I think, for LGBT and African American people on shows. Look no further right here. We got it. Just put us on chart right here. We won't complain. That's I mean, what I'm don't if we get casted on Charm, don't please don't attack me because I love the original just as much as y'all do. <laughs> but, I promise. But she got to work. But it, a job is sometimes a job, you know. Everybody got bills out here. So, don't be don't don't be mad. Don't be mad. I probably won't though. Let's just be honest. I'm I'm a purist. <laughs> it would still be hard for you to say yes. Yeah, I'm with you the, go I'm in with the like, Hollywells all you the way. You read it and they're like, "What are you reading for?" Like, "Oh, charm." You're like, "I'm out." Yeah, I still think, like I said last week, I still think I'm gonna watch it. Um, I still I, I'm gonna watch it, and then I'm just gonna be like, "This shouldn't be called Charmed," because I think it could potentially be a good show. It just doesn't need to have. Well, they're kind of that doing that a lot of things. They reboot it, it, but then they they don't they don't keep anything that was rebooted. I mean, what they're doing with Sabrina, mm-hmm. which Sabrina, I get it. They did this actually in the comics first, right? But they're and it was a comic before it was a television show. But still, they they do that with shows a lot where they just let's rebrand it with the name. It has nothing to do with why we loved it in the first place, right? So. They did that with 90210. You know what I mean? They made it about the kids, and it wasn't the same type of show. Dynasty is kind of starting to get back, I think, where old Dynasty was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have opinions on this show. We do, and especially about this show, because it, honestly, I'm not going to lie, it means a lot Yeah. to the fans of the original show. Yeah. So, to, to give it that name, yeah. and to not have any of the original people involved in mm-hmm. it, that's, it's, it's kind of, for me, it's disrespectful. But we'll see how it goes when the show, if it even gets, because remember that this is round two of them trying to just get it to pilot. I think it will, though. They're getting so much buzz on it. And right now, honestly, because of just feminism and because of, I mean, I didn't know this because I never watched Charm. I didn't know the two, some of the two women in, at least as far as celebrities, that really catapulted me too were the two women in Charmed. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that at all. Rose so I and think, Alyssa. yeah. So I think that they were not the originators. I just don't want to, there was they were not at all. Um, but I, I, I think it's going to go just because people are so many people are talking about it yeah. already. And so it's just going to be just, to see what it's. I gonna just want to tell mm-hmm. you, I think it's happening, and to prepare yourself and grab some wine. Right, Jazz in the chat is saying, "Why not make them Wyatt and Chris's daughters?" I would be perfectly fine with that. You know, because it's continuing the story yeah. that they stopped when the show so they, went off. That's it. It's that when because they did do that in Nanatono, which and they gave my. They did do some. What was when it, the show got better was when they either brought in characters or brought up things that happened on the mm-hmm. original show that characters are still still having to. I got real kind of steel are still having to deal with. That is so much more. That's what actually, um, I you know I just. Yeah, whatever. It's but I stand in solidarity with all my fellow charm. It's fans. like Flash. His dad was the original yeah. Flash, and we get it that they're going to redo Flash. But the fact that his dad, the fact that the trickster's dad is Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. like the fact that his that was a great where you know they bring in his mom now, who yeah. was like 
who was the original? I remember the hair. I love that. I, <laughs> I love their outfits then. Anyway, you know, we need to start a second podcast called Matt and Erica Have Opinions. Yeah, have opinions. Have opinions. We have a lot we of We have them. opinions. So that's it. That's for, for, for the news. Yeah. yeah, let's go into our Throwback Thursday. Our Throwback Thursday, really quickly. Um, it was a show called Everwood, and there might be a recognizable face. Actually, two recognizable faces now that I think about it. So let's take a look just for a, f- a minute or so. Don't bother taking your jacket off, little lady. We're heading out. You feel like Italian? Sure, whatever. Hey, would you uh, check and see if my shoes are in the bathroom? I may have left them in there. I like to be comfortable. And we've entered the land of too much information. Can you put flowers in here? That doesn't right. seem right. Right, what are you doing? Don't worry, it's clean in there. I spent all afternoon scrubbing stuff. I'd like you to pay close attention to how clean that mirror is. You're about to use it. Brighton, let me out of here. No, not until you take a moment to appreciate that glossy stuff on your lips, which sometimes you wear, sometimes you don't, depending on the level of fancy. I get it, okay? You notice that I don't always look the same. Can you please let me out now? Nope. You don't get it. It's not that... You know, just sometimes you wear lip gloss or your hair is sometimes straight. It's that you're always beautiful. You know that girl at the restaurant the other day? Oh, that's she sweet. was typical. Right. It's not so easy to get me to shut up when you can't put your hand over my mouth, is it? See? Yeah, so you're basically the two faces that now, you see or the two voices that yes, you hear if you're listening, that is Chris Pratt that we now know of Jurassic Park and mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy fame. But also the young lady in that is Sarah Drew, who's on Grey's Anatomy. I believe she's still on there. or She was oh, on there. look at her. Um, so yeah, that's a nice little throwback to an that. old show, Everwood, which is also on CWC. I've heard it's a great show. Mm-hmm. I need to watch I'm gonna, show. I'm starting it from the beginning again. Speaking of CWC next week, I have, hopefully, if all works out, teasy, it's in the good book. We're going to have a guest who's going to be on a show uh, on CW that's airing next week on CWC, and mm-hmm. that's all I'm going to say because you have to watch. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about ship poll. Who's our winner? So right now, the the poll is actually still going on. Right now. Buffy and Angel have come up a little bit. They're now at 46%, but Buffy and Spike still taking it with 48%. Y'all are some bad boys and some bad girls. And still no votes for Parker. I'm good. (laughs) All right. So our ending trivia, uh, you're going to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Do it. So Crazy Ex-Girlfriend's Rachel Bloom is known for being a smart and witty writer. Smart and sassy writer. But she's also a talented improviser. What famous improv school did Rachel attend in New York and Los Angeles? Was it the Groundlings, Second City, Gary's Yesen Emporium, or the Upright Citizens Brigade? I cannot say that word. Brigade, also known as UCB. The answer, dun da da da, UCB. UCB. She is an alum of UCB. I didn't know they had locations in both New York and Los Angeles. They do. They do. My best friend actually runs classes there. Oh, nice. Yeah, so if you want to... Take classes, call Lindsay. That's my BFF. And um, you waited until the end of the show to name I drop. Did name I am drop. proud of you. Give me a high five. Yeah. Actually, I didn't even know it. She directs these things called Quick and Funny Musicals. And oh, that seems Rachel was in them. Yep, I didn't know that, that uh, but I watched her years ago and stuff like that. So I do want to say, as an improviser, Gary's Yes Sand Emporium. That was. That's not a real thing. I just made that up. It's an improviser joke. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's the show. So that's what we got for you today. We're going to leave you with love and laughter 
and opinions hugs. today. And hugs and hugs. So we, th- we appreciate you so much for watching this show, whether you're watching on YouTube. We appreciate you for listening to this in your car, when you're doing laundry, when you're telling your husband to shut up on a podcast, whatever. We appreciate it so much. And if you appreciate this show, you can leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you listen to this podcast. Give us five stars. Say why you like. You, even if you give five stars and say they have opinions, that's enough. It just helps us share the show and get it out there. Thumbs up for me. So, okay, Erica, tell them where you are. I'm Erica Shannon, and you can find me on Twitter at Miss Airy Baby. And I'm Matt Marr, and you can find me at the Matt Marr, two T's, two R's. And again, if you're interested in my Riverdale podcast, TV Tea Time, you can go to mattmar.tv or just look for Matt Marr in your podcast app, and you'll find us. All right, so next week, hopefully we're going to have a host. We're getting into it. We're rushing to May, everybody. <laughs> we love you, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. We We have have opinions. opinions. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.